You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour Online Radio Broadcast With your on-air host Christopher Albert As heard only on Radio Free Brooklyn Hello! Happy Monday, everyone. We hope you are all not wasted anymore. What a great weekend. What a beautiful Monday. Uh, you are listening again to Junk and Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City artists, broadcasters, DJs, you name it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, it is Radio Free Brooklyn's goal to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities and on the Junkie Jam Hour. Well, that's me. That's us. Uh, it is my objective to share and highlight the artistic and creative journeys behind the impressive projects and contributions of some of today's most talented underground and groundbreaking artists and entrepreneurs. Now, my very special guest today is a New York City native from the South Bronx, Dominican-American singer, songwriter, and producer whose love of the art and craft of music began at the tender age of 10 after her father persuaded and convinced her to turn one of her poems into a song. Since then, she has created her own style of music and sound, which effortlessly fuses blues, alternative rock, and R&B, a sound so melodically and lyrically eclectic. She has been dubbed the Dominican Alanis Morissette, even New York Music Daily Magazine has taken notice, declaring that there's absolutely nobody, and we mean nobody, in New York who sounds anything like her, even with bluesy jazz-induced orchestration, her pure soul voice with Latin Caribbean influence, it still would not be fair to pigeonhole her as just neo-soul. They even commended her lyrics for articulating empowerment, and using her voice for fighting injustice. In fact, her single Hands Up unapologetically illustrates the pain, anguish, and violence many of our black and brown brothers and sisters are subjected to and how their lives are too easily disregarded because, of course, simply their blackness. She's not just talented, but also a benevolent artist who lends her time to meaningful causes as founder of Bronx Noise, she's helped preserve a safe space for women and the LGBTQ community to express and explore their own musical gifts. She also works with Usher's new look, that's Usher Very Raymond's, if you don't know who he is, very own foundation that helps to transform the lives of hundreds of under-resourced youth. And she is lending her talents to help fundraise for Parkinson's awareness presented by the Gray Strong Foundation. She's here to share with us her extraordinary journey in music and social engagement. Joining me now via Zoom is Afro-Latinx, alternative folk, blues, and R&B artist, songstress, wordsmith, producer, activist, and humanitarian. We have Yerby with us. Hello, Yerby. Hello. Wow, that sounded so great. I feel like it's my birthday. It... <laughs> But it's all true. If, if 2020 has not taught us anything, is that every day is a gift. So happy birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, let me take this down a little bit now. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have so much to cover, Yerby. You were born and raised in the South Bronx. Your parents immigrated from Dominican Republic. 
Yes. Do you know why? Um, they wanted, they had big dreams for themselves. Um, I know my mom's story. She actually got married to a Puerto Rican man. Oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> I know, right? He brought her to this country, but then he tried to steal her money. And my mom. Yes. Sorry, mom. <laughs> so actually, it's, a, it's, a, it's romantic. She actually broke up with him. She said that love, she said if she would fall in love again, it had to they they would have to love would have to knock on her door yeah and literally my dad knocked on her door looking for some letter her roommate had and since then like that's know, called was, claiming it yeah you so claim that, it yeah so they came through for for a better life for the american dream now, as a New Yorkian myself, I, I pride myself on breaking the stereotypes of us Puerto Ricanos being criminals. But, you know, obviously those stereotypes come from someplace. So, sorry, mom. Okay, so your father, I mean, obviously both your parents, but your father was literally one of your earliest cheerleaders. What did it mean for you to have at that time? You know, you were a young girl, you were a writer already, expressing your feelings and emotions onto paper um, what did it mean for you to have your parents not just in your corner, right? But they were also actively pushing you to immerse yourself in your craft. Yes, I was surprised that my dad took a liking to my poetry or anything like that. But I realized that he was also a creative because he's a tailor. So right. So he's a tailor, so he works with his hands, so he's a craftsman. So I was like, of course he would take a liking to this. So he was the first one to push me to actually do that. He's a dreamer himself. So um, it was a really, it was a real quick story on that. It was a tape that I had created. So I turned my song, I turned my poem into a song through like this, this company called Nashville Tapes or something like that. And a singer and a band like they put the band and the singer together to create like a song and it was called last doubt which is like insane for a 10 year old to be writing a song called last doubt last doubt she was mariah carrying it at the age of 10. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my first official song so you but really now, <laughs> but you know the sooner you know when once you get started you get the caca out of the way right right <laughs> so you could get to the good stuff so now you come from a large family, six brothers, one sister. I have one sister, too, and five brothers. They're so not as large. But what was it like to be in such a big household? I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Keep going. <laughs> well, uh, let's make it more specific, right? Because were any of your other siblings creative as well, creative artists or performers as well? So the funny thing is, is that my father, he is the one with the most kids. He had a total of <laughs> nine. Well, yeah. And from, coming from my mom's side, she only had two, me and my brother. Okay. But And I didn't grow up with my half siblings, but we're all... Still a blended same. family. We're all very creative. I have my brother in London, who's an actor and director and photographer. Love it. I have... Two brothers in one brother in Philly, um, and he's very creative. He has a podcast. He does a great strong foundation. And then we have another brother in New Jersey who's a director. All right, shout out and to the family. And then what? my sister in DR, she's like a yoga guru. <laughs> so 
And on one brother here also who's a carpenter. Like, I'm just like... Yes. Yeah. You follow like, in the oh. footsteps of Jesus. So now... <laughs> but then, so so, writing, singing, wasn't a means because you know when sometimes you think of large families, the Jacksons. <laughs> oh yeah. Everybody put on their tap dancing shoes to be in a group, but you know it was still fighting for attention, and and, and obviously Michael got the most. But for you, it, it wasn't about the attention. It was just your way to express and find your own identity. Yes. I think I thought for a long time growing up because I was shy. I don't think I That's had like say. my own. No, I was. <laughs> I was actually, I was so shy that I wouldn't talk to anyone and I would be made fun of up until the fourth grade. And I, I befriended like the class bully who protected me. <laughs> but yeah, really, I was, I, 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 the only way that I could express myself was. Like I would just sing to myself in a, in a corner. Yeah, I wouldn't have anyone hear me or anything like that. Yeah, I, so. and 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 that's that's you just cultivating you, you know your own love and, and sound and and obviously you're uh, a melody producer, right? So that that yes. you were working on your artistry without even knowing it. Yeah. Um. So so was that dad who who then pushed you to project it? What are you keeping quiet? What are you keeping it quiet for? <laughs> I would say he is really funny. He was a he still is a very he's a power he has a powerful voice. Ah. And he's very loud. No. Very loud. So he was so loud that I felt and most of my family members were so loud and I was so different from them that I felt like I couldn't really like say those the words that they needed me to hear or communicate with them and music was a way for me to like just communicate what i was feeling yeah. yeah we weren't even like an emotional family either yeah. so in a way yeah growing up with my parents helped me to become a singer and a, a songwriter because that's the way that i would communicate right yes um well actually one of your I, I, I stole one of your sayings. <laughs> for you, music for you, music serves as a microphone that allows you to tell your story to its full yes. capacity. Yes. And, 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 theatrical. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and, and, and until you start studying music and being involved in music, and this is what we learn about music, it's its own language. So you really are learning to speak in your own language. And this is how you express it. You come from this family. Everyone has their own gifts. You know, you were shy at first. I know you say in, in, in up until the fourth grade is when you were making fun of, but it sounds like that was that age. You started getting confidence. That's when you were starting to express yourself through music. You have an interesting story about how you found the true meaning of music for you and your place in this world um, because you were shown empathy by your grandmother who really felt pain for you after you had a bad fall down the stairs. Tell us about that. Okay, yeah, I've always, I've always been a person that wanted to express themselves, but to me, I felt like I was better at communicating through music than through words, and, but I was also very lazy about it, but I didn't feel, I felt almost at the urgency. The urgency of, wasn't there yet. Yeah, the urgency wasn't there to give birth to all this music until like I, I realized, well, I fell down the stairs and it wasn't even a bad fall, but I realized that life is so short and, um, and I saw, I felt, 
I fell down the stairs and my grandmother saw me. So my grandmother's very dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, damn, like this lady is going crazy. But then it also, it just hit me. I was like, you know what? Like if I would have fallen down the stairs and cracked my neck or something, like I wouldn't have any music out. Nobody would know that I know how to I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have been able to tell my own personal story and you know, and that's important. So I was like, you know what, from this day on, I am going to be out here. Love it. I love it. And, and, and of course, as you say, your music for you is, is all about not just existing for yourself, but existing for others, which you do so well. And we're going to talk a lot about that. You guys are listening to radio the Junkie Jam Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Excuse me. We are joined by singer, songwriter, producer, Yerby. And this, we're going to listen to Hands Up and we're going to talk about that. Yay! All right. Okay, guys, hang out. This is Hands Up by Yerby.
was Yerby with Hands Up. You guys are listening to the Junker Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you, Yerby, for sharing that. Obviously, there's so much to unpack. I love that. The, there's just the, the jazzy melody and, and the beautiful trills. You know, you have like an Afro-Caribbean-centric style of music um, behind it. Um, so you could hear all of your influences, obviously. Yes. But most importantly, let's, you know what, let's talk about the lyrics, right? Because that's, that's the meat. <laughs> that is the meat. That is the meat. Let's get to the meat. Um, let me lower this real quick. Guilty before I speak, dead before I move. So live on the, so live on the telephone, excuse me, so I can show the world. Um, this is the current state of America, right? Which is to say... You know, everyone is now getting a glimpse of how black and brown people have been treated since the inception of America, right? Uh, hundreds of years, including the continued, we say continued because it's going on for centuries before that, massacre and looting of Native property, the uh, abduction and enslavement of our African descendants, of uh, ancestors, right? Right. Um, a tradition that our Spanish, Spaniard and, and, and British colonizers have normalized. Uh, there are many people out there, though, still, even now that we are able to capture these moments on film and not even a fraction of it all. Right. Who has right. the, we don't always have the time. Your hands are up. <laughs> you don't always have the time to get out your phone. Right. Um, there are still people out there who I would say mutedly, just ignorantly feel, believe, racism, colorism. These are just all two big, big subjects. Prejudice does not exist simply because it is not something they have to deal with, right? Right. Why is it important for you to give voice to this cause? I know you wrote this song three years ago. I did. And I, w- I wrote it... Um, I don't remember what injustice I saw, but it was probably a police brutality involved. And I said, let me, I got, there was so much going on. I said, let me, I have to write about it. And I, I have the recording. I just recorded something and I'm always shocked to, I'm, I'm, I record my thoughts, my melodies, and then I come back to the ones that like strike a chord within me and i said wow you know maybe i can make this into a song like what am i gonna use or whatever but um it's important for me to tell the story because i felt like so like you said there was so many people denying that this was even happening and i'm just like how can these to me it's almost like insulting how can you deny this don't you see this on the news don't you yeah. see this everywhere? So that was, I guess, my well, well, little protest. To be fair, and and news is local. News can be very local. Not everything. Right. I, I mean, I think this year it's become a bigger and nas- more national subject. Right. But y- you know, when the when when the little 
black girls gone missing versus the little white girl who's gone missing. There was only one news story they were really covering. Right. Yeah. So this was my way of protesting because I'm not the type to go. I mean, and march during the COVID. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it we all have my, our purpose, right? We all have our way of. We all have our way activism. Of, to, to share and to speak and this was this song was my way of telling that story like i'm very like folk alternative like i'm telling a story of how someone gets into a car and and you know the one of the lyrics that really makes a song for me is when i say you know he the police officer stops me and then i get out of the car and i'm afraid that he won't recognize as me as human yeah like I have had that experience before. I've been kicked out of restaurants. I've been kicked out of like parks, all because I have an afro and I look different than the people who live there. Yes. So I know all about looking different, and of course, being made fun of when I was like, and uh, you know, growing up, just because of my name was different than most of the students. So I, I completely understand feeling alienated, but taking it to a next step, like now being murdered because of the way that i look yeah you know what i mean that i needed to tell that story yes and, and 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 it's an ongoing story right because again you made the song and 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 first of all you know we come from latin uh, we have to say latinx now right for all of our friends who are non-binary but um we come from family whose colors vary from the darkest, blackest <laughs> to look at me. I'm glowing, right? Th those are what our, we're used to our families looking like ev the whole spectrum, like right? The whole spectrum, yeah. So in terms of black lives, for many of us, they've always mattered. <laughs> you right. know, these are our family members. These are our friends. These have been our neighbors. These have been our mentors, teachers, you name it. Um, lovers, <laughs> the whole thing, right? Um, but how does it make you feel knowing that, you know, you did the song three years ago, you know, and, and obviously the Black Lives Matter, I think was even before that started the movement. Right. Um, but you can pluck, you know, an MLK speech. You can pick up a Marvin Gaye song, you know, from three decades ago. You right. can even pick up they used to be called Negro spirituals, right? right? From whatever year. And the lyrics, the message, they're still relevant to this day. You know, they talk about the struggles of being enslaved or, or just the violence towards being black. Right. How does that make you feel that we're still talking about it? It's still an issue. I mean, I always said that I wish I wrote it three years ago. It came out last summer and I, I'm like, I wrote it three years ago, but it's coming out last summer, but it's still relevant and I don't want it to be relevant, yeah. but these things take time and it hasn't, it's only been what, 40 years, you know, yeah. 60 to 40 years since people were given the right to vote, you know, colored people were given the right to vote. You know what I mean? So it's still something that is going on and it's still going on because a lot of America 
and the world is segregated. You still go and, and you can go somewhere and there's only whites. You can go somewhere yeah. and there's only blacks. That's still happening now. Even and and you even have to check yourself and say, you know, well, how many white friends yeah. do I have? Yeah. Sure. How many black friends do you have? You know what I mean? We have to check ourselves as a hu- as a humanity. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think I- we're we're really blessed in New York City. We don't well, yeah, always right? have for- to. It's just a natural occurrence. Right. But if you leave New York City, life is so different. Yeah. Uh, for for a Dominican girl with an afro, you know what I mean? And so um, my point of making this, my goal for making this song was for people to realize that we are human. Yeah, well, that's the end of it. We are all human. That's it. We all use the bathroom. You know, now, nobody's better than anybody else. I want to I want to and, and come with me on this journey, will you? <laughs> Yerby. Yeah. Um cuz obviously for a while, you know, we were so used to being, oh, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Dominicana, whatever it is. But now there's this whole like, you know, Afro-Latin movement and, you know, it's in our music, it's in our culture, it's in our food. Um, When I say culture as well, I I know when my grandparents, my grandparents immigrated here, it was our black neighbors who took us in. Um, And and even with my mother and my mother's friends and, and, and the company we've kept and we've been raised also by our black neighbors but i want to ask specifically obviously we're all human and obviously we've all felt well mostly outwardly you because you know you you you're a woman of color and a woman (laughs) um kinky hair you're of a certain size um but we all share you know while we share ancestors this country was built on the backs, the blood, the sweat, and the tears of the children of direct African American lineage. Right before yeah. before our family even came here, was even immigrated here. How do you articulate that you don't just support the movement because of you, you know the shared blackness, but that you also celebrate black history that was here before our families even got here? Yeah, I I I think. Well, one of the ways that I did that was to have my friends who, um, my friends who are black, you know, black American be in the video, but also like supporting Black Lives Matter in, in the video as well. And just supporting black history by working with, you know, Usher's new look. Like I did a black history musical and it's something that I'm learning as well because okay. I wasn't taught. Let me step back. Sure. I, in my house, like I want to educate and I'm educating people, but I'm also educating myself as I go along. Right. In my house, it was strictly when I left like New York city streets, I was in my house and I was speaking Spanish and it was a Dominican household. Yeah. Right. So, it, and there's in, Black culture and Dominican culture are two different things. Absolutely. It's Caribbean culture, period. Caribbean culture, period, is two different things. And in fact, most of my friends, right, they're Black Caribbean. So that too is different from Black American. Absolutely. So I, I don't, I realize working with Usher's New Look that I don't know 
many black Americans who were born in America that are black. And so through the Black Lives Movement and through talking to organizations like Usher's New Look, like I am learning the more of the experience. Yes. Because the experience of even though like it, the culture is different, but the experience can be the same, the same prejudice, the, the same, same biases. It's the same prejudice. And I now that I have experienced and that's where the communication is very equal. Like I have experienced that in my family, like we've been stopped by police officers. I've experienced being scared of the police and not even doing nothing. Like why? You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I think that just ha just working with other artists as well, other rap artists, other artists who like or writing with other artists who are black Americans, I learned that experience. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has a different perspective in, in, right. in the spectrum of, you know, not just blackness, but the Black Lives Movement, because and, and just like us, uh, you know, people say Latinos, but we're all different. We're, and 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 being that we're I not also, just one group, <laughs> we're not just one group. And I'm also I'm like fresh off the boat with everything. I'm <laughs> woke. Um, but, but I I got woke as soon as I uh, quick story when my mother passed. I used to wear my hair straight. She's of the lighter side, so she would tell me, you know, wear your hair straight. This the, and that. Your mother, it, it, just as it happens, was taught right. as many did the Eurocentric standard of beauty. Exactly in the DR, and so I would wear my hair straight. But then when she passed, there was no one in my family around to tell me to wear it straight because I was with my dad's family, and he and he didn't really care. So it was like I started wearing my hair like this ten years ago, and then that's when I became woke to natural hair, <laughs> you know, and then woke to the term Afro Latino. Yeah. And, and I was never, to tell you the truth, recognized as a Latino. I was always black. black mm -hmm. you know? But I, rec I knew that I was, and I would have to always, like, kind of defend that Latin side of myself. Yeah. But now there's a term, Afro-Latino. And yeah. that's the term that I use now. And it, it helps describe the experiences that I've had growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um... It's, it's, that was a mouthful, but... No, absolutely. We <laughs> asked. We got an answer. We all have different experiences. In the lyrics, one of the lyrics, again, about not being recognized as human. And again, it's just trivial for the color of your skin. Why are we still, at least to some of us, so foreign to one another? I mean, we have social media. We have different access, books, television so many things especially when we think of of documentaries to learn each other's story white black whatever it doesn't matter you know obviously everyone's experience is so different how is it that it seems like many of us are still so foreign you know what it is and i realize this for one is for example i grew up watching only white women Mm. white shows right 
And I didn't, I mean, there was the Cosby's, there was Family Matters, there was Fresh Prince. The Jeffersons. Well, we're a little on the top. But these are the shows, (laughs) obviously, these are the shows, right? But then as an Afro-Latina, I didn't grow up watching Afro-Latinos, you know? No, yes. Because I said it was a different culture. Even even Marimal was light. Marimal. Skinned. They always still had, very similar, they always had either someone who was a slave or someone really poor or a preacher and the main roles for the latinas you had to be blonde blue eyes and i feel like that in itself is is one corner of a problem is that afro latinos we're not having we don't have the opportunity to share our story or it's not being picked up and i think that that will help next generation see themselves so, so, so do you feel like obviously now that there is this big boom of people and having the opportunity because of technology, helping to share more of those stories? I feel like it's happening, but it's not necessarily genuine because hmm. because some people will add um, these different. Some people will say, example, charms. The new charm. I love it, by the way. It was supposed to be, I know I love that show, but it was supposed to be an Afro Latino witches, right? Come to find that there's no Afro Latinos on that show. Yeah. Maybe one, one of them could pass, and and just one out of three. And the rest of them, they're, they're, they're not Afro Latinos. So it's like, I think it needs to be more genuine. And I think there needs to be more more people in charge i guess behind more ceos more people that have different voices in in these companies yeah so yeah. that we can see we can see ourselves on the screen there's a net there's a netflix show i don't know what the title is but they didn't they didn't get recognized at the oscars and it was an all latino cast yeah. They didn't get recognized, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, the Emmys, the Emmys and the Oscars was a little shut yeah, up this they, year, but they snubbed them. So it's like shows like that that are really important for the culture. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be getting snubbed. They should be getting celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. And so and, that, and 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 obviously, you know, s- slowly but surely, you know, as as artists and creatives, we're we're out there trying to share not just our own story but like you said it's 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 how can i share everyone's story how can i be the person to ensure that and obviously you do it through music yeah well you are a true creative right you also love to draw and paint yeah i do i do that more for myself i don't think that even if i sold a piece (laughs) she's looking around the room no, because I have, like, if you see, like, I have yes. a little car here. Love it. I feel like I do that for myself, but I am a fashion designer because I went to, I went to FIT. I studied fashion. My dad's a tailor. Yes, And that's I right. think that I'm dropping merch. I'm dropping yeah, she's merch. She's dropping that I'm merch dropping. for you guys. On her new website. website. Yes. On my website, The Human Mask. It's going to be done for Christmas or before Christmas so that you can um, get a book. Okay. So so, so now, when we think of the, like, the romantic era and the modern classic composers, and they've been inspired by paintings, and, and 
Has it worked that for you? Has it ever worked that for you that you've started a piece and maybe that inspired you to put it to song? I think it's the, I think I'm inspired by people, by movers and shakers. I'm mm. inspired by love. So if I'm in love, best believe I'm gonna write like two albums about you, boy. I love it. <laughs> or if I'm like in heartache or just bitter. 109, I was so bitter. That song is all about You know what? Love. Let's hear that song. <laughs> let's play that. We'll talk about that. And we'll, we'll talk about some love. Yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> Um, so hang out guys You guys are listening to The Junker Jam Hour Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn I am here with songstress Songwriter producer Yerby And this is Is it hashtag 109 or is it just 109? You can hashtag 109 <laughs> Hashtag 109 
Guys, are listening to the Joker Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was 109 by Miss Yerby. Hello, Yerby. That was dope. I love it. Give me back my heart. That's mine. Um, love it. Uh, you know, if you would have told me the truth, I would have never been the fool, right? Okay, just <laughs> love me if you're really feeling me or not like okay that's what i meant <laughs> now i i know you've done interviews you've talked enough about your songwriting process let's dissect some of this as yeah. flawed humans right as we are we often entrust uh other flawed humans with our lives with our happiness with our well-being do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we get that's how we get through life right we don't get to where we're going alone right unfortunately right. do you feel like we place a lot of expectations on people we don't know yet maybe too soon before getting to know them before even getting to know ourselves yes we do i think i learned i think first of all that song i wrote it just to like get all my bitterness out <laughs> it was the beginning of the bitterness cycle but that song it helped me see that one i do i did have high expectations especially which is fine which is fine but it also made me realize that as a human being you have to be full first <laughs> in order to like go out there and share like oprah says you have to be a well that's overflowing. You can't come to somebody and say, fill me up. No. Uh, you right. have to first be right. good on your own. So you have to be strong as a human being. And then that other person has to be strong on their own. And then together you can make the world turn, right? Like the yes. North and the South Pole. Unfortunately, there's strong. growing pains that you have to go through together. That happens. Absolutely. It's growing pains. But um, that's my opinion that, um, yes, so what? Are <laughs> well, with ex- what is the difference between having an expectation on one end versus demanding respect? Rightfully so, right? Good question. I feel like I feel like you have to communicate in the beginning what it is that you're looking for, so that the other or are you or you have to communicate your expectations, right? Like if you're a person that and they don't wants- have to be so solid. They're just general. I need to be treated this way. I need you to treat yourself this way. I think it's important to let your partner know what kind of a person you are as well. Yeah. Like if I'm a, a person that needs security so i need you to text me back it's not a game yeah like (laughs) you know because then i'm because one i need security but also i may have anxiety and abandonment issues okay and you might be that's just knowing your shit so just knowing you you gotta know yourself would you be okay then if your partner says well then you need to get some therapy then before while we start dating 
therapy. Let's work on and, some of this. Yeah, I think everyone should get therapy. Like everyone should not even either therapy or spiritual guidance so that you know exactly where your energy is before you go to another person. Yes. I feel like you should never ask for a person to complete you. Like that's right. That's not happening. It's that's just, happening. are we going in the same direction or not? Like, are we growing together? Yeah. How can we make, how can you pour into me? How can I pour into you? But also how can we, do something for the world like yeah together. so so you you obviously understand this you've you've manifested music out of heartbreak um maybe for our listeners for other artists out there who are just beginning how can one use that heartbreak and disappointment to their advantage yes child so me i have this thing where i'm really spiteful no um <laughs> I am gonna yeah. I'm gonna shout you out on Facebook. I'm gonna let everybody know you're dirt. I feel like <laughs> it's a shame, but if you dated me, yes, you're gonna have a song uh, written about you, just like Taylor Swift. Um but Love it's it. not necessarily about that person. It's more about it's always I feel like love is a personal journey, one. So to me, even if that person wasn't feeling the same experience, yeah. I, I honor my experience, what I saw in the relationship, right? And so this particular song is what I saw. And that's what I say to songwriters, write what you saw and what you felt. Write what you know. And write what you know. Yes. And like, and you can pull it, you can pull it from, you know, your friends experiences, but it's not gonna be the same if it's your own yes experience and um that's what i say just well, pull from what you know i love it i love it now <laughs> real quickly i i want to talk because you know just talking about having that full well right and, and that often includes you know self-esteem is right how you feel about yourself before how you feel yeah. about others that's pretty much i believe what Oprah meant about that, right? Is getting yeah. yourself, making sure you are fulfilled in every way that you can. Um, and then you, and then you can be that for others and yeah. vice versa, right? Yeah. Um, but you are a big, voluptuous black woman, um, like Lizzo, right? Uh, you know, we it, got the same birthday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Taurus, you guys. So, yeah. Is being body positive another cause for you? Like another important cause for you? Is that yeah. something you've thought about? or? I feel like, yeah. Body positive is human positive. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Um, yeah, body sure. positive is something that I am also woke to the past 10 years. Because I never was body positive because of what I saw on the media, what my family members, you know how family members sure. have uh, Thanksgiving. Mira, you're going to wear that? I can see Jubaili about Girl, them. Girl, what are you doing, right? And also because my body, I have giant breasts, just keeping it real. I have giant breasts. Not everyone has these giant ass breasts. So I relate to the world. Your hips and thighs aren't lying either. Right, and they're not lying. But I re so I relate to the world different. Yes, right, sure. Than other women who don't have that situation Curves. happening. Yeah. Right. So so my life is a little, a little bit interesting, but 
that's not to say that you know i i didn't i didn't grow up with that confidence and just because you have big breasts doesn't mean you have well well the other thing is you didn't grow up with that confidence because you you know you say if you think about women who have been portrayed in the media um who have a body positive um connotation that goes along with who they are again they were mostly white <laughs> leah right. dunham um amy schumer okay. right um right. but and, but then when we think about the beautiful black woman of curves um even of color america ferrara oprah winfrey um just beyonce a lot of the times they lose weight they exactly yeah so it's um, not that there's anything wrong with that i mean we want everyone to be healthy <laughs> i almost feel like it's a um it's like a revolutionary thing when you're happy with your body that is when you're a big woman that is slowly it's being even monique even has monique. lost a lot of weight right when her whole act was about being big black and beautiful right it, uh, adele um you know what it is i feel like it's always it's good to lose weight because you're being healthy but it's also good to be happy in your own skin and accept yourself yes. and like actually like following like influencers like what is her name? Totally forgot. But a lot of Me too. models <laughs> yeah. are out here now and they have lines and it inspires me to, mm, you know, yes. to celebrate myself. Yes. You gotta celebrate yourself. That's right. Because you are, at this moment, you cannot move forward if you do not appreciate where you're at. Yes, right? that's right. You have to appreciate where you're at. Right now, I'm this size. Maybe I'll be smaller. Maybe I won't. But that's up to me. But I have to come out here with this popping outfit and do me right now that's right know? that's right you've got the you got you got everything to back that up so now not just about you but you also dedicate lots of your time in encouraging and inspiring others um you've worked with usher's new look which is a nonprofit organization founded by usher musical performer in 1999 of course with the help of his Mother, Jonetta Patton, the organization is aimed at improving the lives of disadvantaged children and adolescents. And I know one of the, your, the work that you do, um, you, you talked, a, well, tell us a little bit about that. And what, what does it mean to share your spark? <laughs> yes. So I love, um, this is one of the companies I work for and I love them because we teach the children well, Usher believes that if you find your spark early on in life, then that's going to help you find success in your career, find success in, you know, after high school, you know, that that whatever you take up, that spark is going to help you find, you know, that your passion in life. Hopefully I said that right. So I love the idea of spark because when you think of spark, you think of light, right? And I'm very spiritual. So I do believe that energy never dies, it transforms, right? So when you set up a child, right? You set up their mind thinking that they have this unique spark, that's already, already, that's like a battery that you're in. Yes, yes. And you, and you help ignite someone else's spark. Yeah, it, it's it's igniting an excitement about living, 
and an excitement about the potential that they might have in the future of who can they become. And so in Usher's new look, like we don't set limits on a child's passion. We, we are, we're advocating for, you know, college and we're and we're helping them with um financial aid and if it's not college then what is it that's going to help you with that spark yes whatever that whatever that next goal is we can help you with so i love that you also um have founded uh bronx noise um and and through that you've helped raise money for children's music programs you work with edu music incorporated Level Up Media Arts, you guys have collected musical instruments and electronics for teens so they could also create music. Yeah. And, 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 you know, thank you so much, Yerby, because a lot of people defer to this passive attitude. It's like, you know, why me? Someone else can do it. But for you, it's why not me? Why I can do this as well and I can do this for others um, and, 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 and that's such you are the epitome of what artistry could should can be at all times right um which i love now i know for for everyone listening we can find everything about you um at yerby you have a new website yerbymusic.com yes it was yerby.net for so long now it's yerby music yes yerbymusic.com that's y-u-r-b-y-m-u-s-i-c Com. You could find her on Instagram at Yerby Music. Uh, same thing, Facebook, Yerby Music. YouTube, I love this, The Sound of Shapes. The Sound of Shapes, yes. I love that. It's been that for so long that I already want to. And you just it. leave it. Uh, and again, her website, Yerby Music. Um, you are, this week, I know, uh, again, you are dedicating your time and talents. Are uh, you having a fundraising event uh, for Parkinson's Awareness, um, which is presented by the Grace Strong Foundation? Um, are you just performing? Yes, performing. Fundraising um, for that. I love that. Yes. And they have, so yeah, check out their, their. Um, if you guys can, look them up. They got some awesome auctions. You also have a new collaboration with Jimmy Valentine and Urban yes. Miracle. Yes. Um, you also have a new single you're, you're, you're working on, right? In the yes. ghetto. And just so ghetto. all of, we could find out all about that coming up right yes just go on the website um for updates go on my social media as well at um yerby music instagram mm-hmm. and you'll find i will be posting more about updates, the jimmy valentine yes. urban miracle song porch lights that's out now and then my new single is gonna come out before the holiday i'm not gonna tell you when it is though no she's just gonna drop it Thank you so much, Yerby, for for everything about what we do here um, at Radio Free Brooklyn and about Radio Free Brooklyn. You guys can log on to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com for everything about me. Just go to JunkinJam.com. Everything there, Junk and Jam Live, Junk and Jam Hour. Um, You can find um, this podcast coming up soon there as well. And I think I am going to put up the video, Yerby. Yerby has convinced me to put up some of these Zoom Zoom audio calls we love that i love being able to see people even though you can't be in the studio any words of advice to young artists in 2020 moving into 2021 maybe they were discouraged by this year they could use a little word you can make a difference 
I would say you can make a difference. And even if it's one person that hears your song, you can change their life. So don't ever stop writing and don't ever stop sharing who you are. Because you would think that, you know, everybody's doing music, but your voice is unique and you may find that nobody has told it the way you will tell it. That's right. I love that the world is waiting for your story and, and you can change someone's life by sharing that story because, hey, some of us have shared experiences. We love that. Thank you, Yerby, so much. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening in. We hope you have a blessed Monday. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. This episode and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play Music, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.